when I just got my first VA disability payment, it came a lot sooner than I thought because of the whole timelines that I've seen from other folks, you know, online. I thought it was going to take a lot longer, but it didn't hit everything just as smooth as possible. But I think it was because I actually got everything in time to the VA on time and there was like absolutely no hiccups and I'm super thankful for that. And I really want to share exactly what I did in order to get all that stuff on time. Back in, uh, back when I was doing the, uh, looking at the DAV, I was, I was utilizing the DAV to do all my, my VA claim stuff. Um, I had to walk into their office a year prior to my, uh, to my retirement date. And they basically turned me away at that point, but for good reason, right? I just, uh, they only accept people between 180 to 90 days, right? So I marked it on my calendar as we always tell people to do. Mark it on your calendar for 180 days prior to your end of active service. I did exactly that. Came back 180, exactly 180 days prior to my end of active service. And uh, that was on uh, maybe 1 July, right? Because my end of active service was was 1 December. I didn't have all my documents in place, right? Like we went over everything and they were, you know, the lady there was going through all my stuff. She was asking me for certain documents. I think it was like birth certificates or something. You have to, you know, for your dependents. Didn't have all that stuff. So we rescheduled, right? So I came back on 12th July of 2023. And at that point in time, I had everything I needed and we actually were able to submit every piece of my my BDD claim, my benefits delivery or discharge. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, that is basically a, an expedited way to submit your VA claim so you don't do it on the back end and it just takes months, right? So while you're still in uniform, you submit your BDD claim and um, you basically get a VA rating. Uh, it's supposed to be as soon as you get out, as soon as you, you hit your EAS. Um, sometimes it works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. You can just search online and you see uh, different folks have different uh, different scenarios and th different things that happen to them for whatever reason. It doesn't happen upon EAS. For me, it did. And uh, after I submitted my VA, my BDD claim on the 12th of July of 2023, it was basically a, a waiting game, right? Like you submit everything. <clears throat> then uh, I was told you, you're going to get contacted by, uh, I guess it's a contractor, whoever the VA contracts out to do your medical appointments, right? And it all happened around August timeframe, right? So from July to August, I got a call saying, hey, look, we have to schedule all these appointments. It goes based off of whatever you're claiming, right? So if you're claiming eye, eye issues, they set you up with an optometrist. If you're claiming back issues, they set you up with, I don't know, some other doctor, right? Some physician. Um, I was lucky enough that all my appointments were basically maybe a mile away from where I was, I was living and working. Um, there was one appointment that was like three hours away is my autometry appointment. And when I got a hold of the, the contractor, I think it was like QSF. I can't remember the name of the contractor, uh, the medical contractor. But when I did get a hold of them, they basically told me if I wanted to reschedule, um, I needed to reschedule within the next week because it is a very tight timeline if I want to stay within the bounds of the BDD claim. And when I said, hey, look, if I'd like to see if there's any other contractor or any other optometrist that's nearby, like closer to me, because I didn't feel comfortable driving three hours away just for a 30-minute appointment, right? 
they basically told me, hey, look, um, you're basically going to have to wait to see if they can set me up with somebody else. And at that point, it would prolong my BDD claim. It would no longer be a BDD claim at that point because um, it was going to take longer than a few months to set me up with somebody else. Right. So then I'd have to do a regular VA claim after I got out of the military. Uh, I wasn't willing to do that. I just sucked it up and took the three hour drive. You know, my wife took off work. She took me out there and we basically just got it done. It was a 30, exactly what it was, a 30 minute appointment. They just gave me a regular eye test and back my way I was back home, you know, but with that, I'm glad I did that because that kept me in, in line with my timelines, right? I wasn't, I didn't have any hiccups or anything like that after the fact. So that happened around mid-August or so. Um, I got all my appointments done. I didn't have to go back for any other supplemental appointments or anything like that. Then it was just a waiting game again. So I retired, officially retired on 1 December 2023. And, uh, you know, I was doing the same thing that I'm sure most people do who retire. They're checking VA.gov every single day. You know, hey, you know, this thing still says pending or reviewing or whatever. I mean, that, that was me every day, like several times a day. I'd be at work, like reloading the page, like, come on, VA, you know, give me something. I was told that I'd get something the day after or soon after that. And uh, it just wasn't happening. And I was like, crap, man, maybe um, something didn't go right. Or, you know, it's the government, right? They're not going to do anything fast um, from my experience, right? Having worked in the government for 20 years. But 11 days later, uh, December 11th, it was... Uh, I, I I got to work and I logged on to VA.gov and opened it up and it said, your VA claim, here's your VA claim, right? I can't ex remember the exact words, but basically it showed my VA disability rating on there. And uh, probably 10 minutes later, I got a call from the lady who helped me at DAV. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, have you seen your VA rating came through? I'm like, yeah, yes, ma'am, I did. Thank you for all the assistance, et cetera. And then she went, she bit down for me, like, here's what you rate based on that, et cetera, et cetera. Went online and started like looking up things like, hey, look, what do I rate with this and that? You know, when's the first payment coming through, et cetera. So the actual, I, after December 11th, again, it was another waiting game, you know, so I, I got my retirement pay before I got my VA disability pay, right? So my first retirement pay came um, on the 2nd of January, 2024. So about a month after I had retired, you know, I was fully expecting that. I hope there was, I was hoping there, but it went smooth as ever. And I was wondering like, what's up with this VA disability pay? I thought I'd be getting it around the same time, right? Cause uh, the, I, I just didn't ask that, that question. I didn't even think to ask her that like, Hey, when am I going to get this first uh, disability direct deposit? And uh, sure enough, I was looking online and people were saying that it usually takes about 60 days after your, uh, your actual claim comes up on your va.gov actually they actually when they actually plus 60 days and sure enough it, it happened about 60 days just this month the first of february 2024 uh, i i received my first va disability any hiccups or anything like that and uh, you know i was i was thankful and i think it because i submitted everything on time i gave them no issues and no pushback on you know trying to reschedule anything you know i made sure that i rescheduled all my work stuff. And I let folks at work know that I'm going to be focused on my out processing, my VA disability stuff, 
you know, let my boss know at the time. So he kind of gave me, um, all, you know, all the time I needed to do all that stuff. Cause, uh, you know, I'm going to be transitioning to, you know, the civilian world. Basically I'm, I need to get all this stuff up so I can successfully transition, you know, cause I'm not going to be wearing the uniform forever. And I made it clear to them and I communicated that with them. And I think a, a lot of folks, when I've read online, a lot of folks don't do all that communication and then they encounter issues with their chain of command, but I let them know up front, you know, I'm doing all my stuff, but yeah, no, no hiccups, no pushback on rescheduling. You know, everything went smooth. When I went in for my medical appointments, I made sure that I was as detailed as possible on those forms that they give you. Uh, they, they send it to you via mail and they also provide it to you if you didn't bring it with you at the, uh, the, the medical appointment office. But I, there I put dates, I put times, anything. And I went through my entire medical record to make sure I was as accurate as possible and give the medical, uh, examiner, whoever was there, the physician as little work as possible. So they're not scouring through my entire medical record. You know, I kind of tap things out for them. I got as, as detailed as possible just to make their life a little bit easier. Right. And I'm sure they were appreciative of that. I don't know whether or not that went into uh, the VA rating or what, but uh, it, it, it did help out. So not anybody else has encountered anything like that. I've seen folks that uh, have had prolonged VA claim processing timelines. A couple of folks on uh, you know the, the Facebook group, the military retirement group, they had mentioned um, that they've got like two years of back pay because it was just the processing was like that far out for whatever reason. You know, sometimes the government doesn't get it right. Sometimes they do. Yeah. And I wanted to um, tap on one thing real quick as far as checking your VA disability rating. You said you did it online and just to keep it as as low low density as possible. Let's talk about two or three ways that you can actually get online to get to your VA disability rating to check it and see and get your letter and download it and things like that. Yeah. So I, I use, um, so when you go on the VA.gov site, it gives you a a couple of options to log in, right? I had all my stuff set up on DS, DS logon, right? And I think there's like ID.me and then login.gov. I think there is, you know, a couple other ones. Uh, but being that I work in a, um, I work for the Navy now and uh, I have a CAC, right? So I just log on through that. Um, and I work in a secured area, so I can't bring my phone with me inside of work. So it's just a lot easier for me to do that. Uh, but when I do log on via DS logon, you know, it gives me a bunch of pages that come up like, hey, where do you want to log in today, right? VA.gov, or do you want to go to TRICARE, or do you want to go just a bunch of different places, right? I, but I find, personally, that the DS logon is probably the easiest for me. Um, I don't know if, if you use something different or what, but that's the easiest for me. Yeah, and I did my VA claim well, well after the fact, at least the, the part of my VA claim about two years later because I missed the window on the BDD. But for me, not having a CAC, and many listeners out there may or may not have a CAC as well, which means uh, base access. You have a card that you can log into a computer with. Yeah. For those folks, there's there's a couple that you mentioned, ID.me and login.gov. The one that I use is That's ID.me. Right. And that is because it's really, for me, it's a simple two, three-step process. Basically, it's me authenticating to ID me. I log in with my Google account. So it's literally just hit the button 
and my browser is already set up to log in with my Google account. So that just happens automatically. And then there's an app that you can download with ID me, and we can put a link in the description. And what that app allows you to do is authenticate. So if you've ever used a two-factor authentication with, say, some kind of authentication app like Microsoft Authenticator or Google Authenticator, it basically just sends you a push notification to your phone, which means it'll pop up with a little thing. You tap on it and says, hey, you know, we think you're logging into the site. Do you really want to log in? You just literally tap mm -hmm. on it, and then it'll continue to log you into the va.gov website if you're doing it on a computer or if you're doing it on your phone through the va.gov app because i like to do a lot of my stuff on my phone at least have that option so if i'm out running around or from traveling or from doing something away from my computer which i sometimes am i want to be able to check it especially if you're waiting for a va claim to come back or if you're waiting to push some paperwork or download a document like your your claims letter um, it's nice to be able to have that on your phone for me anyway so that's what i tend to use and it works out pretty well and it's fairly straightforward as far as logging in. I think you have to do like a verification process where you upload a copy of your driver's license or something like that to to yeah. validate it's actually you. But yeah, for me that's what I do. It's a pretty simple process and everything else is basically locked down with face ID or whatever the 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 login for the phone is itself is pretty secure right. and pretty easy. And I have everything at my fingertips if I happen to go to like somewhere that I need a copy of my claim letter, I can just pull it up on my phone and have it and if I need to download it. So Yeah. And no, that's that's great information, man. And I have the same thing. I got the V8.gov app. And uh what one thing I learned because I know that a lot of places um ask for you like your DD two fourteen or like your mm -hmm. um your disability letter, you know, that you can download on there. And you can actually check off whether or not you wanted to show your your compensation that you're receiving or not. I uh, recently did this for like the um, the the parks, the national parks thing, and I got a a military veterans thing card in the mail. Um, I I save all my stuff on my files app on my um on my phone. That's probably the easiest way for me. And I made a a folder that says retirement folder, and I have everything saved on there, including like my medical documents. You know, um just for easy access, you know, just in case I need them, your DD-214, you know, all the DD-214s that I've acquired over the course of my career. What else? Uh, VA, VA letters, the, uh, what's that letter that, that you can uh, print out? The civil service letter, just in case, so you can attach that to your federal resume. You know, how many times I've been on, you know, somewhere else and, uh, you know, not at my home computer and I'm trying to apply for a job or something. I'm like, shoot, I didn't, I don't have my civil service letter to attach as an attachment to this resume, you know, this USA jobs resume. So that's huge too. Just keeping everything in a file format somewhere on your phone, easily accessible. So you can, you know, just at a, at a push of a button, access all that stuff. It's great. I mean, technology, right? Technology. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It doesn't stop. No, no, heck no, no. And, you know, talking about apps too, I could. Have you seen the app store on the va.gov page? I have not. I haven't looked at it. So the store, I was just, I just had to be at work and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see what kind of apps are to, to veterans. Right. And they have a ton of apps on here. Like I, I'd have to show you it. If you just VA apps, there's like anger management apps and you know, there's uh was the cognitive processing therapy. 
coach apps, mindfulness coach. So I, mm. I use a, a certain app, uh, to fall asleep, right? It really helps me out a lot. And, uh, I was, and I pay for it every year, right? I'm not going to say the name of the app, but, um, <laughs> I pay for it every year and it's not that expensive or anything, but I was looking at some other ways, some other apps that are maybe lower cost that I can utilize, uh, for, you know, mindfulness or like meditations and things like that, you know, ways to kind of help out your mind and release stress. And I came across, you know, these VA mobile apps and, and I don't think they cost anything. And, uh, you just download them to your phone. It, simple as that mindfulness coach, PTSD coach, you know, PTSD family coach, just a ton of stuff, good resources for folks who, who probably need that sort of thing. Easily accessible on va.gov. Just, I literally, I'm on it right now. I just Googled VA apps. That's it. And it, and it all came up. Just awesome. Just a lot of stuff that they offer. Yeah, they have a lot of things, a lot of links, a lot of resources for veterans and different kinds of job yeah. fairs and stuff like that on the VA site. So for sure, yeah, check that out. I wanted to backtrack just one sec and sure. yeah. um, double down on the the storage of these key documents like the VA letter, mm -hmm. your DD-214s or your retirement orders or anything like that once you get out of yeah. the military, even before you get out of the military. You had mentioned the Files app, which is an iOS app built into the That's iPhone right. and the Mac, I believe is what, I mean, it's part of Mac, Yeah. but for those who don't use iPhone, uh, you can also use something like Google drive. And again, it depends on your risk tolerance of, you know, your PII and your personal information and stuff like that. But uh, there's, there's been multiple times where I've had to send a copy of a piece of paper for an application for something to the government and they want my social security number on there. And so uh, it's, <laughs> please, please use your own risk tolerance as a, as a litmus test for those kind of things. But you can also use things like Google drive, set up a folder and put stuff in there and just lock it down. So only you have access to it. Cause it's really good. It's handy to have these things available. If you're going to apply for school, if you're going to apply for a job, if you go to a job fair and maybe they want a copy of your VA letter, you can literally just pull it up on the spot and just email it to them or airdrop it or however you want to send it to them. And yeah. you never know, that might be the difference between you getting the job and you walking away, not getting the job. So, yeah, <clears throat> oh, absolutely. So what I was doing in job fairs, if, if I could, um, so I was, get, I, I was bringing resumes, right? And you know, you want to tailor your resume to a lot of different, different things, right? If you may encounter 10 different kinds of jobs and you, maybe you bring your master resume. So I was actually brought a card with me, almost like a business card with a QR code. And I tell folks, Hey, look here, just, just to make it easier on everybody, just scan the QR code on my card. And my card basically said like what I can offer the company, right? Basically like my my, my professional traits, right? Leadership and, you know, organization, et cetera. They scan it, takes them straight to my LinkedIn. And, uh, folks are like, oh, I've not seen this before. You know, like that's, you know, pretty, pretty high tech, you know, it's, it was low tech, but it was like literally just my stuff instead of me bringing pieces of the paper that you're just going to stuff in your bag. Here's my card. Here's a picture of me on the card. Here's my, uh, whatever my QR code scan it, you get all the guy on there, you know? So it's, I got some good feedback from that. I don't, I have not had to use that in order to, you know, have a job now, but, um, for anybody out there looking 
for a job, that might be something that you might want to look at is adding a QR code to your business card, maybe. Just kind of, just uh, my two cents on that. Yeah. And I'll ask about the medical rescheduling. I know you had said that there's a small time frame. It's about two weeks where they try to get all the medical exams in. If you miss oh, that yeah. or, and you have to reschedule, what then happens? Like, do they push you to the back of the line or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what it was explained to me was, so I had a lot of stuff going on, right? Um, a lot, like I was moving stuff. I just, my schedule was full. And when I asked about rescheduling that uh, optometrist appointment, that was like three hours away. I was like, look, uh, what's, what's the next you have available? And they gave me a couple of dates, but it was for that same optometrist. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to use that optometrist. Let's use somebody else who's like local. Like, oh, well, we need to find somebody else within the contract that may be local, but that could take up to a few months. And I'm wondering, like, why? Why does it need to take up to a few months? You know, it's, they have to find somebody else within the contract or they're trying to renew a contract with somebody else, which basically meant um, I'd have to go to the back of the line. I would I would basically bust the clock on that, um, right? So it would no longer be 180 to 90 days. It'd be less than 90 days, which means I could not turn in a BDD claim for BDD purposes, which means that I would have to submit a regular VA claim, which would ultimately take months to do, you know, on the back end after I got out. But yeah, what the person on the phone explained to me was they need, they have a tight time frame if I want to send those BDD bounds, right? So they try to schedule everything within two weeks. And when I asked about rescheduling, they try to do it immediately, like the, the following week. And I'm like, hey, you got anything like two weeks out, three weeks out? They're like, nope, we got to do it within this time frame. Not much explanation why, except for like the whole contractor thing. But I believe it was because I'm submitting the BDD and they wanted to stay within a certain time frame. So mm -hmm. I feel like they were looking out for me at that point. So I was like, hey, whatever, let's do it, right? I don't want to fall outside the bounds of this. So I'm willing to work with you. I try to make it as easy as I could for them so they don't have any room to push my stuff back, right? Because if they can push it back, I believe that they would push it back. I didn't want that. But yeah, it, it was just a tight timeline. And um, a lot of folks are going to encounter that. I just talked to a gentleman yesterday who uh, who had mentioned, hey, he's got to do like a, um, he actually has to go to the field, actual exercise. He's not retiring until like later, later this year, but he has to do like an exercise around the time when they're trying to schedule him for a medical, he's like, man, I, I don't know how I'm going to get around that. And my response was, Hey, look, um, with all the respect, you're getting out of the military and that field exercise is somebody else. You know, you're about to transition out of the mill, out of the uniform service into your civilian life. Give that to somebody else. You know, the, the mission will go on with or without you right now. You need to focus on yourself, man. He's like, eh, maybe you're right. I'm like, no, I am right, dude. <laughs> Somebody else can do that job, you know? Yeah, you definitely need to take matters into your own hands, and you definitely need to prioritize your own retirement, yeah. especially when it comes to the medical stuff. Like I said, mine, I just, for whatever reason, it didn't hit the mark. I turned in all my medical documentation and all the paperwork, and I had it all scanned yeah. and everything, but it just, for whatever reason, didn't go through. And I think maybe it's because of the questionnaire that they sent me after 
And let me just ask you also, when you're actually putting together the claim, did you have to fill out the, the, I guess it's a DD, I forget what the form number is, and I'll look it up and link it down in the show notes, but there's a form you have to fill out. And it's like a, I want to say it's like a four or five page, maybe six page form that you have to fill out that you start to mm -hmm. list like all your ailments, everything that you're actually yeah. trying to claim on your yep. on your VA claim. Did you fill that out or did they sit down like the VSO sat down with you, the, the DAV sat down with you? Oh, no, How did that I process that go? Yeah, I okay. filled that stuff out myself. How long did it take you to fill that out? Um, so what the, the stuff that comes in the packet, is that what you mean? The stuff that you do to actually put in the claim and then afterwards oh. they'll contact you and give you the packet and for each thing. But before you did that, the actual putting in of the claim, like putting that yeah, all together. So and I sat down with the, uh, at the DAV office, I sat down with my VSO and we went piece by piece and mm -hmm. basically I, I sat next to her desk. And she went through everything. So she had mentioned, she's just going to go top to bottom, like any headaches. If you got any headaches, she input all the information on there. You know, um, any earaches, you know, any audiology issues, you know, any jaw issues, you know, optometry issues. Basically, top to bottom is how she did it. And I tried to be as descriptive as possible. And it was a little strange, too, because it, it was kind of an open office, right? So... There's a guy behind me talking about his ailments and his, his surgeries and stuff. And uh, so you kind of lean in closer. You're like, yeah, I got this going on, right? So <laughs> try to be as quiet as possible. Uh, they should probably put up some some cubicle, you know, partitions there. But uh, that's something for another, another conversation. But, uh, yeah, we did go from top to bottom. She, as I told her about all the stuff that I had going on, she physically typed it into the va.gov website. And I can still access all that stuff now, like everything that you've claimed and all the stuff that's all the supporting documents that were uploaded. I can physically access that stuff on VA.gov to see what was claimed. So, yeah, you just if I, I'd say if they're not going from top to bottom, make sure that you yourself take it upon yourself. If you're going to be submitting a go from top to bottom and explain everything like, hey, look, we may have missed you know, I have ringing in my ear, I get tinnitus, we may have missed that, you know, or we may have missed, you know, my, my rotator cuff or whatever it might be. Uh, just to just self-analyze yourself, you know, like, and start writing, writing it down before you hit the DAV or your, your VSO. I have issues with everything. And on a scale from one to 10, go off of what's the worst pain you felt. If it feels terrible in the morning, if it's like a seven out of 10 in the morning and, you know, rated as a seven out of 10, because that's what it feels like every single day in the morning. Right. Even though later on in the day after you stretch, it feels like a four out of 10, you know, the, the worst possible feeling is a seven out of 10. So yeah, it, it very thorough. The DAV with me was very thorough in doing all of that. And I appreciate that because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really have anybody to talk to. Well, I, I did, but I didn't really reach out to a lot of folks prior to this DAV appointment, but I was, um, I was led through it very effectively from the DAV personnel because they've done it many a time. It's an airplane, man. It's a Sunday. I don't know. Sundays <laughs> must be flying days. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess one of the biggest things I'd say with all of this is as you are getting out, 
of the military as you're looking towards retirement, even if it's like five years prior to your retirement date and you start to get started with all this, you know, um, gathering paperwork and just, just knowing that retirement is on the horizon, folks need to make themselves a priority with this. Okay. The mission will always be there and the military, the Marine Corps, Army, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, whatever Coast Guard, whatever branch you might be in, even after you get out, it's, it's, it's a machine, right? It's going to keep on continuing without you. So the biggest thing is yourself because nobody else is going to do that for you. You know, the military gives you a five-day course, if that, on transitioning out of the military, the TRS, Transition Readiness Service, uh, or, or seminar. That, that is not enough to encompass a 20-year career, year plus career, right? A lot of folks solely, and that, that's not it. You need to rely on other folks who have done it. You need to prioritize yourself, communicate with your chain of command on all this stuff. Let them know that, hey, look, I'm going to take time for myself because I need to do these VA, do VA documents or VA appointments or uh, I got to check out. I got to do this or that, whatever. But, yeah, the biggest thing is prioritize yourself, your family on your way out of the military because nobody else is going to do that for you. Yeah, and I'll just wrap it up and, and mention a few things. The one big thing that I want to mention is if you are not able to do the BDD process, which is mainly what we're talking about, but if you happen to miss the boat, if you happen to miss the paperwork deadlines, if you have to do it by yourself, because I've done it by myself outside of the BDD process, tried the BDD process, didn't work, tried to do it myself, and I've got my claim in, and my claim came back, and I got my rating, but... I think the best option to do is to reach out to one of these VSOs, one of these veteran service organizations, whether it's the DAV or any other one. There are ones that will charge you money, and there are ones that do not charge you any money. Ideally, you want to go to ones that don't charge you any money. That's your choice. You know, you have to make that decision for yourself and your family. But I would highly, highly, highly recommend to find a VSO or somebody you could reach out to who can walk you through this process, as you mentioned, step-by-step step from top to bottom, because there's things that you're going to miss and they know what they're looking for and they know how to fill out that paperwork because that's what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. So if at all possible, if you're doing a VA claim and it's outside of the, the boundaries of the BDD process, hopefully it's not, but if it happens to be reach out to a veteran service organization and have them walk you through that process. That's what they're there for. They're there to help. They're there to provide a service to veterans, to be able to help them along with their veterans claims and their benefits. So if you want to maximize that effort, then the best bet is to reach out to one of these veteran service organizations. Two things I'll say. One is that if you need to reach out to us, indeed, or to the community, just go to the Facebook page. It's the Military Retirement Group on Facebook. We'll have that linked in the show notes, and you can find us there as well as a whole bunch of other veterans numbering in the thousands at the moment um, where you can get your questions answered. You can ask questions. You can help answer other people's questions if you have some insights, and if you have any questions or anything that you think we need to talk about that we can discuss or bring somebody onto the show to discuss with them about, feel free to let us know about that. And you can also find us on Reads Across America on Wednesday evenings. That's where you can listen to us, or you can find us on any of the other podcast channels out there on YouTube. We're all over the internet, but yeah, feel free to reach out if you need anything. 
um, or if you have any suggestions for future shows or you want to put us in contact with somebody who can spread some better information out to veterans about different service organizations out there, please feel free to reach out. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Awesome. Well, hey, I, I was, it was great sharing all this information for, with everyone. Again, reach out if you need anything. Just like John said, uh, we'd be happy to share any information we come across or we have at hand. Sounds good. All right. Until next time, we will let you all go and have a great one. Be safe. All right. Out here.